Hi, and welcome to Designer Discussions. Today with Miriam, Jason, and Maria, we are going to talk about running Facebook ads for your interior design business. Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals. Are you wondering where to start marketing your interior design business? We are opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio, a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. So Jason, when the incoming phone calls start to slow down and there's less requests for design work, why is the knee-jerk reaction to run a Facebook ad? And is that the best way to go about marketing a design business? Generally, the answer to that would be no. And a lot of the times I hear designers want to run ads is because they hear other designers running ads and are having success. But you need to learn a little about why they run ads and how they're having success because there's this is a deeper topic. And I just want to say we're going to talk about a lot today. But I would suggest anyone listening that wants to run Facebook ads, consult with a professional because you do not want to waste money. I'm going to just start from boosting versus ads because I hear that a lot from designers. Like, why don't I just boost this post as opposed to run ads? Generally, here's what you want to know what the intent of the ad is or what the post is. Boosting. You do that to get likes, shares, and engagement. Ads, you run ads to get views, clicks, and sales. So just let that sink in for a minute. Understand what the purpose of the ad or the post is. Do you want likes, shares, and engagement? Or do you want views, clicks, and sales? So that's going to tell you what you need to do. If you're going to boost, usually, you boost to grow the likes to share so you can use that post in ads to get the views, clicks, and sales. We use the both of them in tandem to help the other out. One thing you have to know to start with Facebook ads, you have to know who your target audience is. And you hear me talk about this all the time. You have to know who your audience is because if you do not know who your audience is, or you just run ads and you don't correctly target the audience, you're going to waste money. And I'm going to use a term that you need to understand. It's called ROAS, O-R-A-S, return on ad spend. Okay. You need to understand that because at the end of the day, your ads, any type of ads you run on Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, on any platform, you always want to have a return on ad spend. Facebook, you have to understand targeting. You have to target your audience correctly. So you have to know what their interests are. You have to know what the demographic is. You have to know what the area is. You have to know information so you can target individuals that are interested in what you have to say, sell, introduce to them. Because if not, you're going to send the ad out to people that are not interested and you're going to get clicks and waste a lot of money with individuals are end users that at the end of the day have no interest in what you have to offer. So to start, 
know who your target audience is. So when you go into the ad platform, you're able to target them correctly. There's hundreds of ways that you can target your audience, and we're not going to get into that here. But on the back end of the platform, you can set all of the demographic information, all of their interests, the location, all of that information. You can also do a lookalike audience. So if you already have an audience that you have on your business profile, you can use that audience and do a lookalike where Facebook ahead out there, algorithm ahead out, look at all the people in your audience and find uh, people just like them to advertise to. So that's a lookalike audience. Usually you want to start with your own audience if you have one. If you do not have an audience, that's where you want to boost to try to get the like shares for all of those that are interested in what you have to offer at a cheaper price. So now when you run the ads, you can run the ads to the individuals that are actually interested in what you have to say. I'm like, Jason, can you just speak a little bit to how the content is different between an ad and a boosted post? Because I, I feel like a lot of people are confused and they think it's the same thing. But it's really not because, and you, I'm sure can explain it better than me, but the boosted post is just a regular post that you would have on your Facebook page anyway, whereas the ad is specifically designed to be an ad and has a call to action and all those good things, which speaks to the objectives of those different types of posts, right? Right. Where I said, understand what the end goal is. So for who's what you want to do, you're after like shares and engagement. We actually had a client that was new, didn't have a page, didn't have a profile, didn't have anything. And so we had to build all of that up. So the fastest and cheapest way to do that was to develop all of their posts and then boost a few of them to get likes, shares, and engagements on that. From that, we're able to build the audience and then we can use that same post and run ads from that. And then the whole point in the ads is to get the views, the clicks and the sales. If you're new or if you do not have a profile at all, you may want to start with the boosting because it's cheaper. And the intent is like I said, like shares and engagement, because when you're new, you don't want to automatically do ads at that time because you don't have an audience to run ads to. And it's going to cost you more to run ads to a new audience where you do not have the targeting down yet. So that's where you want to start with boosting of the post to get the likes, the shares and engagement, then use that to then run ads from. I find it very interesting that whenever I see a new product or a new thing that comes out, I will get an ad on Facebook or Instagram, and it always seems to come with thousands of likes already on it and a lot of comments. And even though it's like the first day something's been launched, I will find that if you look down into the comments, there's a lot of people saying, I'm so excited about this product, or I've been using this product. And I'm like, man, that's interesting because it's brand new here. And how am I, how am I missing out? And why do all these other people already know about it? And so I've been learning a lot that the difference between like a boosted post and an ad is that the boosted post 
is to gather those likes, gather those comments organically. Then when the ad is run, it's laden with all this social proof, fear of missing out and kind of urgency attached to it. Plus like all these secondhand referrals also attached to it to create more of a reaction from the audience than if it was just a, a simple post with a call to action with no comments, no likes attached to it. So it's so much more strategy than it is what, um, you like the, the way we operate with social media, where we just sort of come at it and see what sticks. Um, there's definitely a deeper strategy attached to it. That's why I had said at the start, you want to make sure if you are going to run ads, if you don't have anybody in-house that knows ads, you need to have professional help because this is an area where you can waste a lot of money. Where we find a lot of designers waste a lot of money is in the ad copy. It's not, it's not clear and concise. There's no CTA call to action that is clear and concise. Or if they have a call to action, when they click on it, it is not heading to the right spot. So there's no landing page. And what I mean by that is when you run an ad, if you run an ad and you send them to your homepage, nine times out of 10, your homepage is not where you want to send them. So for instance, if you run an ad on say bathroom remodels, if you ran an ad on that and they clicked on it and they went to your homepage, your homepage nine times out of 10 is not just on bathroom remodels. It's going to be on you, who you are, what you do, what your services are, and it'll have all this other stuff. So you're overwhelming the end user because that's not why they clicked on the ad. They clicked on the ad to learn about bathroom remodels, not about you and what you do. So that's why you have to make sure that the ETA is clear. Call to action is clear. And when they click on the ad, it goes to a page that specifically relates to what the ad is about. And so that's why I said having someone either on your team or you can consult with a professionally will help you not waste money. Like I said, ROAS, R-O-A-S, return on ad spend. You want to make sure that all of the money you spend on ads, you have a return on that. Where I also see a lot of waste is not having duplicate ads or not not having split testing. So what we call A-B testing is where you run multiple ads on the same topic to see what works, what does not. And so because you may have what you believe is good ad copy, but you want to run a similar ad to that, that is an A-B test. So as you're running the ads, you're seeing what they're clicking on, what they're not, so you can optimize it. And then you could turn off the ad that does not work and add more money to the ad that does work. And so there's a lot of A-B testing are also called split testing that happens in ad copy that you have to test because what may work for you in New Hampshire may not work for a designer in Chicago. Okay. May be the same audience, but the wording has to be changed and you don't know that if you don't AB test. And so that's something else I see where a lot of designers waste a lot of money and designers honestly do not have time to learn all of this stuff. And all the other social media platforms are always changing their algorithms. So what I'm saying today, next month, a lot of this may change. And so you have to keep up with all this information to understand how do you run ads effectively so you are not wasting money. So Jason, how do you feel about video ads? I've been seeing 
more and more video ads. And I, I frankly find them, I'm not sure annoying is the right word, but I don't necessarily want it depending on how long they are. Some of them are very long too. And, and I'm like, is that where things are going? Is that an effective approach or how do you feel about that? Video ads are the number one driver of clicks, views, and sales nowadays over the static content posts. But like you said, you see some video ads that are short, five to 10 seconds, other that are a minute long. So how do you know which ones to do? That goes back to what I said at the start, know your audience, <laughs> know who your audience is and A-B test. So you may want to A-B test. You may want to test an ad that is only like 10 seconds long. Then you may want to test another ad that's like a minute long to see which one has longer view, which one create more clicks and sales on that ad. But you want to test a lot of that out. But video by far, and we run ads all the time, video by far outdoes every other type. Why is it? Is because it's engaging. To be honest, I used to teach and I used to always say, if you want to hide something from a person, you need to put it in a book. Most people don't like to read. They will rather watch a movie then read the book about it. So it's easier to get individuals or the end users to click on an ad that is video-based than that is content or image-based. Almost every platform we've used, and we work with a lot of advertisers that work with big brands, and that's across the board. Everywhere, video outdoes every other type of ad. Now, we also know creating video takes more time and more money but if you want to have the best ROAS return on ask me in, video is where it's at. So Jason, if I have a small interior design business and I do want to do something to help um, increase phone calls and traffic to my website or to call in and, and get more clients in the future, would you say that Facebook's Facebook ads is the um, first place to go or is there something else I should be doing? That heads back to, and I'm keep saying this over and over, heads back to knowing your audience. We're asked that all the time. Where should we start our ads? Should we start on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google? Who's your audience? Let's delve deep into your target audience and see where they are. Because you want to spend the money where your audience is, not assume that's where they are. So a lot of times now, TikTok is where a lot of the audience is for some designers that they are finding interesting. Like I didn't even know that a lot of my audience is on TikTok now. And TikTok has ads and their ad platform is just like all the other platforms because they know advertisers already know how to use Facebook. They already know how to use the Google platform. So their ad platform is just like that. To run ads on TikTok is almost the same as on any other platform where you have to know your audience, target the audience correctly, because if not, you're going to put the ad out to people that may not be interested in what you have to offer. To answer your question succinctly, know your audience. Your audience will tell you where you need to advertise. One other thing I want to talk about where I see a lot of designers waste a lot of money is not checking the ads, not looking at the analytics. So one of the purposes of hiring a professional too is they know how to read the analytics. They know what they're looking at. They know what's right, what's wrong, and how to optimize and tweak for what's not working. 
A lot of the times when I see designers run their own ads, I'll ask, okay, so what does the analytics say? A lot of times I'll hear, I haven't looked at it. And I'm like, and I, my, my next question after that, I'm sure you know, you just wasted a lot of money. If you ran ads for over a few weeks, if you haven't looked at the analytics, you're not looking at what's working and what's not and how to optimize it correctly because you cannot run an ad and just let it run. Gone are the days about 10 years ago where you will be able to run an ad and just let it run and it go on and on. Now, the social media platforms are a lot more sophisticated. When you run an ad, you need to let that ad run for a couple of weeks and you need to look at the analytics and see all of this information to tell you what's working and what's not so you can optimize the ad accordingly. When you split test, the analytics is vital because when you A-B test, you don't run and run two ads at the same time indefinitely. The whole point in A-B testing is to see what works so you can turn one of the ads off and then put that ad spin in the other ad. And so knowing all these little small things that help you save money and not help you waste money so you can have, like I said, the return on ad spend, the ROAS, ROAS. And I also like to just reiterate, you have to have social proof on anything that you run as an ad. Otherwise, it's a waste of ad spend as well. So you are going to have to have lots of likes on those posts and you are going to have to have some direct commenting or possibly even post a video of your client um, speaking about how great you are in the space that you created for them. Because if you don't have the social proof, you will not bring someone to action for uh, wanting to know more about you or interacting with your business. So true, Maria. When you run ads, honestly, on any platform, but this is especially true on Facebook, do not expect immediate results. I often hear from designers that I ran ads for a week and I didn't get no likes. I didn't get no sales or whatever. First of all, when you run ads on Facebook, it takes two to three days for the Facebook algorithm to understand the ad and the audience. So you got to let the ad run for a few days so it can, on its end, understand what the ad is about and understand what the audience is liking with the ad. And so it can optimize it on its end. And then you could take that information with the analytics and then optimize it. So what also happens is the first few clicks you get will not be your optimum quality clicks or or the prospect that you really want. That's going to take time with optimizing the ad, understanding what works, what does not work, how to optimize the copy, how to optimize either the image or the video to actually get to the quality audience that you're after. So rarely will you start an ad and within a few weeks you have your ideal audience. Usually it's going to take a month. Usually it's going to usually take a month. If you hear from any advertisers out that say they can get you clicks within a few days, a few weeks, that's true, but it may not be at the quality you want yet. You're going to have to optimize that. So understand that going in, don't expect immediate results. You are going to have to do a little optimization to get to the quality clicks, links, and sales that you're after. So if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to us at designerdiscussions.com. We're going to also have a webinar on this in August. Be on the lookout for that as well. So like I said, if you have any questions, let us know. And we hope to see you all next week on Designer Discussions. Are you wondering where to start marketing your interior design business? We are opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio. 
a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.